Love Madden, the podcast, is now the self-love podcast with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us each week for a dose of good, healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hello. What's up? What's up? How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm doing okay today. Just okay. I feel like I'm just, it's been a busy day, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but good. Good. What about you? Today is a better day. Yesterday was a I like was an emotionally draining day from the morning mm. until I put my head down to rest. It oh, was a gosh. lot. Yeah, it was like I was like um I had a doctor's appointment in the morning that had me like anxious and mm-hmm. so it's it started like that and then everything was fine and clear. Mm-hmm. Um but then it was a lot of like people I don't want to use the word dumping. But it was just oh. a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy things mm-hmm. people were sharing with me. And Dang. I just, um, it's like if you think of yourself as like a sponge, I was just mm-hmm. absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And then I just became oversaturated. Oversaturated. And when it was time to go to oh, bed, God. I was like, yeah, I was like, I felt like I wanted to cry or something. Oh. Like I was like, <laughs> and we've talked about this before. Gosh. And it's, I mean, I'm, people all, most of the time have the best of intentions, mm-hmm. but sometimes you do have to really check in with people to see like, okay. Where they are. Yeah, where they are. Is it okay for to dump for me to dump on you at this exact moment? Because yeah, who knew you had like a already draining, um, you know, emotionally draining to day. day, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then... And then it was like, maybe if it was just the first person after the right. stressful day, it would have been fine. Because like like I said, the report was good. I was like, oh, yeah. things were great. And then it was like one person and there was another part. And this, it was, I mean, and the stuff, the content, it was heavy. It was heavy. Mm. And it was just like, oh, yeah. Well, prayers up to those people. Amen. At minimum. Would you like? So anyway, today was a much better day. <laughs> So Lewis and I do this thing where I need to like, I think I've talked about it here before, like power up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need a hug, you know, I need, I need a hug to like Aww. power up. So I, he let me drain him of some of his, his energy, his so calmness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just like wrapped his arms around me and then I just felt like more powered back up. So, um, I'm much better this morning. I was like, he's like, Look, he's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I need my battery's getting low. I need a power up. I need a power no, up. No, I did that and I made this bomb cold brew coffee. Oh. You know what? We can transition into love it or leave it. This is not what I had. <laughs> but this this cold brew is bomb. So let's do that. All right. So love with it. that, exactly. We oh. will love it or leave it. And we know where you're going, so you might as well go <laughs> ahead, girl. Okay, so I had something actually written down. So the the well, let me start with my coffee first. Girl, you are all over the place. Go ahead. Start with the coffee. So the coffee is called Grady's, G-R-A-D-Y-S, cold brew. Mm-hmm. It's um, It says, I mean, it's like written on there. It's like New Orleans style iced coffee. So I don't know if, if you guys, I don't know if you guys are as into coffee as I have been lately, but coffee in New Orleans is 
is good. It's different. And I don't know mm. if it's the French influence of like the Cafe LA, mm-hmm. um, but it's like good, strong coffee. So even if you're in the DMV area and in there throughout the Southeast, like PJ's Coffee House, like they have oh, a distinct uh-huh. sort of that New Orleans style. So Grady's is cold brew. You get it in the glass bottle in your refrigerator mm-hmm. section at the grocery store. They have it at Whole Foods. Now, I don't know if I've seen it anywhere else. It comes okay. in original French vanilla. Bougie. It's like, go ahead. It's very good. It's not sweetened. Okay. And um, the French vanilla, even unsweetened, I'll do like, I'll like either do heavy cream or I'll do a cold foam. I'll make a cold foam out of my oat milk at home. And um, how do you make cold foam? That could be a conversation for another day. If you have a if you have a frother with a cold setting, I just you just pour it in and then let it foam. It does. It just it just um, whisks it without warming it. Got it. Yeah. So, or you could do it in a, like if you have a blender for a smoothie, just watch it so it don't turn to buttermilk. Um, So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cold foam it and um, it's the bomb. Sometimes I'll do, because I drink it cold, like the first few times I made like a little sweetener, like I just made like a little simple syrup, just warmed Mm. up some sugar water and made a syrup and it was fine. But then I was like, this is so tasty. So I tried it without the sweetener. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. So wow. that's my love it. So I powered up with Grady's and hugs this morning. Um, so I'm feeling a lot maybe better. That's what's wrong with me. I don't think I've powered. I mean, I don't have anybody at home to hug power you. me up. I'll but- hug you. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, maybe it's, I just, I don't know. Physical just- touch. It is. It is a part. It is honestly. No, it's a part, part of, of life. We I need know. to be hugged and touched. That's so much of I think what was going on with the isolation of COVID. Like mm. people need to hold hands and and you know hug. Mm. I'm not as much of a huggy person as my sister. Anybody who knows my sister, <laughs> she be doing these long hugs. The hug, oh. I'm, it's over for me, and my Mary's still hugging me, and she's just like. <laughs> Yeah, you. I do have some people in my life like that. Their hugs be like real, real long. I be like, can you, can you let me go now? I mean, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> That's me. And I know my sister's listening and saying that it's scientifically proven that over 45 seconds it re- releases some something, she oh. tells me. She's okay, just, I don't like everybody to touch me, but I do like physical touch. It's a, it's a good yeah. thing. So here's what I was originally going to say for my love it. Um vulnerability amongst friends. Like even though Mm -hmm. I did feel drained yesterday, I just was like so grateful for the safe Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. that people have with one another more so in our generation, I think, than previous generations. And I realized that people are dealing with some heavy shit, like Mm -hmm. carrying some really heavy trauma. And for us to just have a place, like even before we take this step of going to a professional or sometimes in concert with, right? I have a lot of friends who are who are like me, who believe in just therapy and all mm-hmm. the things. But yeah. just having the friend circle to just let it out, mm-hmm. even if it's just one, it don't even have to be a circle, just a person. Right. Just a person. Mm-hmm. I love that for us. I love that mm-hmm. for me and I love it for my friends. And so- Definitely to your point, we de- we do need to do the check-ins because when it mm-hmm. when it gets compounded, it can add up. Mm-hmm. But I'm just really grateful that Tanil can ask me, How are you doing? And I can really mm-hmm. and I and I know that even if I don't, I know that I can really say yeah, how yeah. I'm doing. So that's my mm-hmm. love it. And I and I think it's very aligned with what we're gonna be talking about today too. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I should have gone first because it would have been a good segue <laughs> into the... <laughs> but now you're about to pull us back into the, the gutter. 
No, I'm not going gutter. I am. I do have a love it for this week, but it's it's not you know vulnerability amongst friends. (laughs) What you got? (laughs) So my love it for this week is actually deodorant. This natural deodorant. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 okay. Um, it's called Crystal uh, Deodorants. That the Crystal is actually the name of the brand. And um, our good girlfriend Nicole Alexis of Print Beauty Studio recommended Crystal to me because I was using Play Pits, which you know I it held me well, which is really important for me. But it was starting to irritate my skin, mm-hmm. and it left white. I mean, you know, yellow marks on my white clothes, and. Mm-hmm. I'm not discouraging anyone from using play pits because everybody's skin is different. Maybe you got some different washing techniques that you can get those yellow marks out of your white stuff. I don't know. You know, play pits is a black owned business. So I encourage everybody to at least try it. I use play pits. Yeah, and I was yeah. on a subscription. Like I was all in. Yeah, but, but you, it's different for different people. Like yeah. I, like I use the queen, and then Lewis was using the king, and it worked for him. But mm-hmm. because he wears white t-shirts every day, yeah, it didn't, I don't wear white. So oh yeah, and yeah. I don't wear white often, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But then with the skin. Uh, Combined with the skin irritation, irritation. Yeah. in the summertime, I don't need my un- well, I don't need my underarms to be looking darker at any moment. You don't but- need skin irritation. <laughs> right. That's not that's not <laughs> Gucci. And so I was talking to Nicole about it. And she was like, "No, you don't even need skin irritation. Like, right. just try this other deodorant." So she put me on, and I am enjoying it. So, is crystals a roll on? It they it is a roll on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've tried it. Oh, and it did it did it work for you? It did work for me, but when uh-huh. I tried it, it was a roll on. I don't like that wet feeling. I do not like that oh, wet. You know, they do. It, it does come in. Um, I know. I oh. kind of don't like it either, but I, I've grown to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes in whatever the solid roll on is, or I don't know mm. what is that called. The right, I, I, I don't, don't know, girl. So I just started using that because I had a different scent the uh, maybe two days ago. Yesterday, well, no, when it was it yesterday or this morning when I woke up, I was starting to feel like I was a little smelly. Was it? Because them naturals at twenty four hours and two minutes, they're they, they're clocking out. They're so I, I think I was a little. I was approaching hour twenty four. Maybe it was twenty three and a half. <laughs> Um, but I still felt with like the the wet roll on. I ne- I didn't have that, so I'm gonna mm. give it a little bit of more of a try. Um, we'll be back with updates. We'll be back with updates, but you can get it at Target online. I have not seen it in the store yet. Um, but they also have it at Bed Bath and Beyond. And y'all, I mean, I don't. I think Bed Bath and Beyond probably has a good like one year left before it probably gets out of here. Yeah. I know. Wait. So. Crystal's deodorant is it's not new. It's not I, it might not be new. I didn't say it was new. Well no, because I was oh. like oh, maybe oh crystal. I don't know. I thought this was something that Yeah, it's because you know they, they used to have all these different crystal type natural deodorants, but this yeah, is the actual this, brand. It, yeah, this is different. Crystal, mm-hmm. right. So that's the distinction. Yeah, no, I yeah, I tried. This is the one I tried off of Amazon and it worked, but it was wet. Mm. With the mineral oh. salts, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't um my underarm skin is sensitive too and it didn't mm-hmm. it did not 
burn me. Some of the salt-based ones, yes. they burn. And I think that's maybe what is it is with play pits. And then we can get off of this because we've been talking about deodorant for five minutes. Um, is that deodorant is critical? It is critical. Um, play pits has that the the granulars in right, it. and so uh-huh. it is a little bit more harsh, harsh on the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got you. All okay. Right. Well. <laughs> Good, good um, information here. So in order not to be vulnerable around your man or your friends, <laughs> use crystal deodorant. And now we will this go is, into top, wait, the topic. Wait, one more thing on deodorant. I'm done. <laughs> go ahead. Have you ever tried Lumi? I be getting these Instagram, you know, Instagram commercials get me. It's like a little, it might be called Lume, L-U-M-E. I think I've seen it. It's like, it comes in a... Um, like a tube, Mm-mm. not a, yeah, you know, like a little, yeah, like a tube, like a toothpaste tube kind of okay. thing. And you just squeeze a little bit on your finger and then you rub it either under your arms, but it's, it's a deodorant for everywhere. So oh. like you can put it between, between your thighs <laughs> and how, you know, these bacteria that have scents can be on all these different places. So mm-hmm. Instagram keeps getting me with these ads about like, um, showing me the, try it. I'm gonna try it. The Let loomy between the booty, and I'm like, huh? I've never you could thought even of it. Like, if you have, you know, significant breasts, you could put it Sub- in. Yes, yes, that was yeah. one of the things, and it was just mm-hmm. saying how you know different places should stay dry, mm-hmm. and um, I think it is for like chafing and stuff, but it keeps mm-hmm. you from from smelling as well. And um, the commercial was very convincing, so I just wanted to know had you tried it. I have not, but and I'll it's wait safe for you. And aluminum free. So I'll wait for you to report back. All right. So you guys in a few weeks' time we'll have some information <laughs> about Lumi and how Crystal is holding up. Well, and with yeah. that, <laughs> we'll set the, the table. table. All right. This week's word is healing. Um and I think it is very timely with the conversations we just had about overwhelm and vulnerability um, and creating safe spaces. For those of you who tuned in to season four last season, we did a whole 12-part series on healing through hospitality. And that has really become like, I think, a core framework for Love Madden. And I really want to further refine it. But when I did the um, A through Z series on a weekly word, I actually dedicated healing to that 12-part sort of framework. And so I'm going to share with you what I wrote on the blog. As always, you can find this at lovemadden.com. But here's what I said, had to say about healing, and we're going to unpack it a little bit further. Healing is an ongoing journey that takes us from injury to recovery. It moves us from turmoil to peace and from negativity to joy. Along any journey, we will find guideposts to help direct us. So this weekly word outlines 12 steps that serve as guideposts along our journey to healing through hospitality. Hospitality, which is the friendly and generous reception of and goodwill toward others, can also be practiced with ourselves. Those 12 guiding practices are as follows. Number one, just start. Sometimes called procrastination or perfectionism, Overcoming the fear-based delay of what is good for us is the first step toward healing. Number two, make space. Tidying up our space physically, mentally, and emotionally creates the room for relationship with God, 
self-love and connection with others. Number three, get grounded. Being intentional about staying in the present moment through mindful breathing and other exercises helps us to stay focused on our healing and avoid detrimental thinking. Number four, name your fears. Just like the monster under our bed, our fears can sometimes grow bigger than what they are in our minds. Acknowledging and learning about those fears helps us to keep them in check. Number five, practice gratitude. A daily practice focused on focused on uh, gratitude improves our mood, satisfaction, and our overall health. It helps to put our problems into perspective and encourages us to live our lives through a more positive lens. Number six, break bread. There is something spiritual that happens when we connect over food. Unlock a deeper level of connection with your support persons through communion over a shared meal. Number seven, show love. Compassion for God, ourselves, and others creates a stronger sense of appreciation and motivation, both of which influence the way we manage life's challenges. Number eight, set boundaries. Setting and communicating appropriate boundaries helps to protect our peace. Number nine, rest and reset. Creating boundaries around our greatest human assets, our time and energy, help us to be more committed to our healing journey. It also affirms that our worth is not just tied to what we can produce, but simply because of who we are. Number 10, have hope. Learning and consistently coming back to our why motivates us to stay on our healing journey and to look forward with hopeful expectation for what lies ahead. Number 11, do good. Part of our healing journey is connected to the symbiotic relationship that we have with those around us. Whether it be loved ones or strangers, it's important that we give cheerfully and generously to others from a place of overflow and not depletion or obligation. And finally, number 12, offer grace. Healing happens over time and the journey is not linear. It's not just okay, but it is expected that we make mistakes, move slowly or stall at times, and even regress in some situations along the way. Show yourself and others grace. Um, so today we're not going to dig into all 12 because like I said, we did that at length over season four. Um, go check it out. Go check it out. But um, I mean, healing is really what this whole podcast is about. It's what this whole movement is about. And so- It's what life's about. It's what life's about. Say that. So um, we're still going to do our normal you know, format of asking one another questions around this, but I thought it was important for us to go back and recap those guideposts because they have really, um, they have been something that now, as I look back over my journey, I've been able to- find like themes around. And I think that there's some value in that for all of us. So please go back and listen. Um, but with that being said, let's dig into today's conversation. Yeah. All right. So our first question is what does healing mean to you, Maddie? Mm -hmm. Healing is the process that takes us from trauma, mm -hmm. uh, injury, mm -hmm. Or some kind of, you know, hurtful or negative experience mm -hmm. back to recovery and restoration. So just mm -hmm. like healing, if you have a trauma or injury to your body, body. Mm -hmm. that process of where that cut or that wound 
is going to be restored. You know, it, you're going to recover from it. It's going to be made anew. That's what healing looks like. And just like with an injury or wound to the body, there may still be a scar uh, or a sign um, after, you know, it's it's so-called healed. healed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not making something go away, but it's the restoration. And along the way, just like with a physical wound, we might see bruising, we might see inflammation, we might see, um, you know, it looked better before it looks worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, it, the, the the mental and emotional healing process is very similar to the physical healing process. Yeah. So it's a re- recovery from injury. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think one of the things that I was thinking is just what you touched upon. You know, once you're healed and you've been restored, um, I think healing for me means that I have developed the the tools that if that injury comes back, mm-hmm. um, if there's some um, reaggravation of the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, sometimes things may be tender to the touch mm-hmm. because, you know, something has happened that you hit your toe that you just had a toe procedure mm-hmm. on, which has happened to me <laughs> numerous times over the past few weeks. That I didn't toe. tell you guys that I had a toe injury. Yeah. I'm going to post it on, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, po- well, yeah, I will post it for y'all to see. Anyway, not, not my toe, but whatever. Um, but no, yeah, that, that's good because even when people talk about an old injury, there's some injuries that are healed that you you gonna have a limp. Yeah, you're gonna have, you're gonna overcompensate in other ways till maybe till till the end of your life. You're yes. always gonna have that thing there. Doesn't mean that it, it's it's healed as much as it's gonna heal, but it, it may not be restored a hundred percent. hundred percent. You know. Yeah, and it's like I healing for me is having the tools that if that part is tender again, mm-hmm. or if I do get re-injured, I know what I need to do mm-hmm. to restore myself mm. back to the proper place. That's good. Um, yeah. And it's like, there are areas where that has come very easy to me, but then there are other areas that I have been trying to figure out, like, how do you, you know, how do yeah. I get restored in this area? So yeah. One of my virtual mentors, Alex L., Um, I, you know, I love her work and she, I've taken some courses by her and I've read her books and she just made the New York times bestseller list for her latest book. I wanted to get that book. Yes. How How we heal. heal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's been good. I've just started. I ain't going front. Like I've read the whole book, but Mm -hmm. there's something audio. Did you, are you doing audio book or you're doing the physical book? So it's both as you know, as I've, as I've shared on the books that I think are going to be good ones, oh, you I follow get along in the hardback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll go back because, you know, I got to see it and, and, mm-hmm, and circle. Mm-hmm. But So I'm listening on audio, but I have the hardback on my desk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the very early, I'm, I think I'm only in chapter two. So I don't know if it's in the dedication or chapter one. It might be in chapter one. She talks about um, a trigger. Mm-hmm. And how she shared something with her mom and her mom gave her some dry response mm-hmm. and it like took her to tears. And she realized that it's her her mom and her mother's response and her her need for approval and stuff is still mm-hmm. a trigger for her. Trigger. And how um, she became upset that she ever told her mom. And then she also mm-hmm. became upset with that she response. like with her response mm-hmm. and that she was still triggered by it mm-hmm. after she had so-called healed. Heal and it. she's like, I'm doing the work, I'm teaching, I'm mm-hmm. doing all of this. And here I am 
the New York Times at that time wasn't yet, but you know, the best selling yeah. author, the million plus followers. I'm writing on this topic. I'm, I'm writing yeah. and teaching and doing yeah. courses and retreats. And, you know, my mom made a comment about something I baked, mm. <laughs> some peach cobbler, and I'm crying. So yeah. it's a process and it's a journey. And I'm grateful to Alex for her vulnerability because we yeah. all have these things that's like, what is going, what is, what is unhealed in me or still healing in me that I'm so triggered by this? Mm. 30 at 40 at 50 at 80 you know that's good mm. because I started um as we're talking I started thinking about things that trigger me mm-hmm. um sometimes often and it's like okay what is the root of that that needs to be healed some of those things I know and you know some of them are I feel like a little bit more complicated than others. But mm. yeah, I, like I said earlier, I think healing is a lifelong journey. You mm. just don't get healed. And then like, you know, I'm whole and restored and Mm-mm. never to be broken or injured again, because it might not be in the same area of your life. But yeah, I, I, you said it well in your, in your, in, in your answer to the mm-hmm. definition um, or I think it might have been before that, that, that that's what life is about. Yeah, it's about it's healing. About. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, my belief is that um, we won't be healed until we're on the other side of this earthly life. That's when we'll be restored yeah. to the to the glory. But <laughs> I hope. <laughs> that's yeah, what if you do right, okay? If you do right. Well, I know where I'm going. It's not if you do right. Sorry, sorry. It's if you believe in your heart yeah, and confess sorry. with your mouth. That's, that's the gift. Right. No, no that, that is the gift. gift. That's true. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'ma just let me fall Pastor. back out of past. Why does somebody call us the podcast pastors? That sent me. That did send me. I actually meant to respond to it and then I forgot, but I saw you responded. I loved um, it. Um I loved I mean, it. I mean, however, I know why he's passed it, but I thought exactly. that was cute because we we, we do we all here preaching a little bit. Um but yeah, that's, I mean, that's where the healing is. I, you know, I'm, that's what I'm believing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that is, that is on the other side, but what are we doing with this life that we have in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? What is the purpose? Um, and gosh, there's so, 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 so much going on with mental health, mm-hmm. especially with the, the, our youth. Yes, 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 yes. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot, and it it's, it's scary. Um, it, it, it's the world. It, it's like where the world has gotten to, and I hate that it's gotten to this place. And honestly, I think a lot of it, of course, has to do with you know the period that was COVID and all of those isolation things, and disconnection. The isolation, the disconnection. But it's more all, than that. It's, I, honestly, I I don't want to say this is the root of all evil, but kind of a lot of evil today is social media. I agree. Because I think about life before (sighs) like Facebook and life was, you know, hard as a young person, but I wasn't like constantly comparing myself and where I am and, you know, all those things to like my friends or, you know, other young people that I see on social media, like we just didn't have all of these different outlets of like inputs, whether that's information or perspectives or views of other people's lives. I just, I don't know. It's just, 
Girl, it's when you started saying to say social media, I thought you were going to say slavery because that's what I was thinking of. Oh. The lineage wasn't going that far back, but <laughs> the lineage of unhealed miss. Yes, and no, that's true. My parents immigrated to this country, but they immigrated to this country as black people, and so the heaviness of just being black in America mm-hmm. is one thing, but the lineage and the legacy of it's it's too yeah. much. Just like the the tr- the trauma that's like passed down, right? Because like you just <sighs> mentioned about your friends and you know you being grateful that they're um, at their ability to be vulnerable, yeah. right? And you have the space. Our grandparents and our great grandparents and their parents and, and even yada yada, yada 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 yeah. Uh, I tried to give our parents a look, but yeah, honestly. they do, yeah, I'm doing better than the ones before, but but they ain't doing that much better. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm just gonna be real. I think our generation is like the the tip of like trying to open it, yeah, because right? yeah, we're not totally there either. Like, no, I think there's a not. subset of us who are kind of like you know, if you think about the. Uh, what's that curve? The diffusion of innovation. Here I go. The diffu- I- yeah, the bell curve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you have your early adopters, <laughs> your you know, laggers. your laggers, yeah. and whatever, and mm-hmm, whoever's mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like I think there's a a, pop- a subgroup of our generation who's like the early adopter, mm-hmm. early adopters. You know, people are coming along slowly but surely. But yeah, I think that us being more in tune to the process of healing tools to heal and actually beginning to do the work will help future generations. But I also think the trauma of these newer generations is different because of the different than what we experience. Yeah. This is, this episode about to get into a whole, I I can't even let me (laughs) let's back up. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm going to jot down some notes for how we can talk about this in future episodes because now my brain's going wide. I'm going to the past. I'm going to the future. I'm I'm, I'm all over the place. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. There is a theme because you were all over the place earlier today. But no, that this is all true. Like, right. yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's reset. Next question. <laughs> all right. Next question. <laughs> what oh, wait, you- one more thing. Mm-hmm. Alex said something also in her book about the lineage piece. It just it just clicked for me right mm-hmm. as we were about to close this about the heaviness mm. of being the person to be the tip to be the tip. Mm. She said the heaviness of her being the first person to mm. even take a journey to healing in her whole family. Mm. She's like her mom, her grandmother, her great grandmother. She feels like she's carrying them all onto her back mm. into this and trying to usher her whole lineage into this space of being healed for her daughters and herself and how it's heavy and how she, what the one thing she had not done until very recently is how she looked at rest as a part of that process. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the, you know, guideposts. I think it's Mm -hmm. number nine in the framework, but how rest is a part of healing as well and how rest is a part of doing the the work and how mm-hmm. taking breaks from the healing is also a part of the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot for, you know, for, I think all of us are carrying something because then mm-hmm. there's a, a whole nother, for those of us who are first generation, there's a whole nother burden that mm-hmm. you're carrying. You're the dream, you mm-hmm. know, that people that everybody came over here 
four. Four. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. pressure that comes with that of starting fresh and being that. the person and mm-hmm. being the tip and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. It's it's a lot from all different sides. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that was good, that the piece that she said about rest. I just wanted to make sure that we underscored that before we move forward. Part of healing is resting. Part of healing is resting. I love that. And then I'm going to write my own little note down because I just am thinking about compounded trauma. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, anyway. All right. Somebody, um, yeah, it's somebody else's trauma that you're still carrying forward. Well, right. Because, okay, what I, this is what I was thinking. It was okay. like our gram, like, so let's say my grandmother has the, has the unhealed trauma mm-hmm. potentially of my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. My mother has that of that unhealed trauma from my great grandmother, then my grandmother mm-hmm. and then her own stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, we, I, I, you know, have all of that all of it. plus my own crap. Correct. <laughs> and then like, it's up to me not to try to try not to pass that down to. Right. Which means the you, next have generation. you have to do the work. You have to, it's an entanglement. Oh, and you have to do the work <laughs> to untangle all this stuff. Some of it, oh. that, that it came from our predecessors. Like there's stuff that's like imprinted. I mean, there's things, there are traumatic experiences that, that people in my family have seen like, Civil War, you mm-hmm, know, things that mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. that, that's imprinted on how they show up and mm-hmm. how we're shaped mm-hmm. is giving PTSD mm-hmm. for something you didn't even experience. But this, the, the, the thumbprint of it is still on your upbringing, on, mm-hmm. you know, how your the voice in your head that is shaped mm-hmm. by the voices of others who had to do with how you were brought up. It might be your parents. It might be other people in your family. And then, like you said, there are the experiences of things that have happened to people. Mm-hmm. And we can't compare trauma, but I mean, it's some people who have been through some very serious, yes. serious trauma. Yes. Yes. And then there's, you know, we, we all have levels, but it's levels. like, it's a lot to unpack. It's like you said, our yeah. own stuff mm-hmm. and then the, all the other inputs. Yeah. So we're going to keep, Continue along this discussion, but I'll just say right now, if you feel overwhelmed by all of the things that we just talked about, because I started feeling like a little bit of, you know, uneasiness and like Mm -hmm. overwhelmed because it is a lot. Don't feel like it's a lot. I mean, you can feel like like it's a lot, but I think one of the other important components of healing is that it's not something that has to happen immediately. It's a process and mm-hmm. it can occur through very small intentional steps. Yeah. So I'll stop there and ask the next question, um, which is what can you share about your own personal journey to healing? And is there a lesson or a story that you want to share with um, the listeners? Yeah. So it's one of the four on the guidepost. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the 12, I'm sorry, it's number four, which is name your fears. Mm. Um, for me, a big part of my healing was trying to jump to the gratitude, smooth it over and not deal with the scary part. Just he you can't just, put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> just, I'm going to just hop over this part because I don't like talking about that. And I'm going to just, I'm, I'm now I'm healed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that naming your fears out loud is critical. Mm-hmm. Writing them down somewhere is critical. It's so scary to write down the things that you're really, really afraid of. Mm-hmm. So one of the exercises, you know, and I guess this goes into the practical application, which I know is a coming up question is just, it's, yeah, it's all a conversation is just mm-hmm. writing down 
your fears. Mm -hmm. You take, you begin to give yourself power over them. When, mm -hmm. when you can't even speak something out loud, it mm -hmm. owns you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking about jumping to sharing it with others. Just saying it out right. loud in the privacy of your, of your room. Speaking it in in your prayers, writing it down in a journal. Sometimes we don't even want to write down the thing that we're scared of because we don't want to. There's like something about giving things life by talking about them mm. that we carry around. Like, oh, I'm not going to speak it into existence or whatever. But it, it it's got life. Is is living rent free? I was about to head. say even right. Even if you're not speaking it verbally, it's, it's got life. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first step to slaying it is naming it. So my big part of my healing process was part of getting over the perfection and continuing to get over the perfection, which is a coping mechanism, mm -hmm. is saying that I have fears, mm -hmm. saying what they are, and not being a slave to them. Because mm -hmm. I feel like for a long time, and in, in some ways still, my fears have had me on a leash. Mm -hmm. And I just refuse to be controlled by fears when many of them are irrational. So naming your fears is a big one that has been a huge, um, you know, blip on the continuum mm -hmm. of my healing journey. Mm -hmm. And I've been to lots of different, Alex is one and, mm -hmm. um, uh, Laura Casey, I've talked about the, mm -hmm. the making things happen and different conferences. And a lot of them really began with dig in with that Name. radical vulnerability and fear first. So you get in there and it's like, what the hell am I doing here? Ayala, all these people, they, they, they get to the, they get to the root of the thing. You know, this is related, but kind mm -hmm. of off topic. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I want to go to a, a, an Ayanla experience. I need to put that on my bucket list that you say I don't have. Yeah, put it on there. Do you still have that <laughs> notebook, that the my bucket list notebook? Yeah. Let's, let's crack that open. And jot it down. An intimate experience with Ayanla. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put that out into the universe. Maybe we can... Maybe we can do, maybe we can co-host something with her. Yes. Have her on board. Okay. Anybody who knows Auntie Auntie Yonla out here in the podcast verse. Hit us up. Connect us. So that's mine. And I will ask the question back to you. What can you share about your personal journey to healing? What lesson do you have for us? Yeah. So I will just um, say following up off of something that you just mentioned, when I was preparing for the um, episode yesterday, mm -hmm. this, the name your fears is where I started to like, uh, clam up a little bit mm -hmm. because so there, there has been plenty of times where I have named my fears that have, you know, been there. Um, at that, like a certain season in my life. But I do feel like at this season of my life, I have not necessarily done the work to like pinpoint those fears that are um, hindering some of my lack of movement mm -hmm. or some of the ways that I'm operating in the world. So um, that's, we'll get to this later, but I think that was one that like just stood out to me like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you have your own work, healing work to do um, along this area. Now, what I'll say for um, kind of what I want to share related to this question is mm -hmm. what stuck out to me was number 12 in our 12 um, practices to healing, which was offer grace. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you said, um, you know, it's not just okay, but expected to make mistakes, move slowly or stall at times mm -hmm. or even regress in some situations. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we understand that we're always going to make mistakes and we know that 
some progress is still progress. So that mm-hmm. move slowly made sense. But I think at sometimes at certain points of my life, I have been overly critical of myself for being what I call quote unquote stagnant. Mm. Right. And what you wrote just kind of affirmed that that's part of the process. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean don't move ever. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's, it's stall. It's okay to stall at times. Um, and then just giving yourself grace about regressing because there mm-hmm. have been areas in, you know, I'll just be transparent in my like love life where I was like, oh, thing back. I don't need to talk to that in no more. <laughs> That no. <laughs> Sorry. But um and I by and I meant Nelson's like no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't, I don't even know anybody. Well, outside of my father, I don't know anybody named Nelson. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's like it it's natural to regress even though you thought you've done the healing work. Even if you've gotten healed, sometimes you're going to take a little step you're back and that's back. okay. Okay, we've all tapped back. We've all tapped back. Mm-hmm. Um so even when you know better, you do better. But sometimes you know and you do, and you still go back to in the tradition you- of the Baptist Church. It's called backsliding. Sliding. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's like a lot of head. Uh, there can be a lot of weight placed on you know not going back to where you were and feeling some guilt and shame about going back, and it's just part of the. Yeah. So that is the the kind of what I wanted to share about my own personal journey is that I've made some steps. I've taken 15 steps forward and sometimes 25 back and had to take 30 more forward again. But it's all a part of the journey. Yeah. And you look at the journey over time. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to see Michelle Obama. You guys, it was amazing. It was so amazing. Janelle was shaking her head at me. I was like, I think I'm going to cry when she comes out. I'm so excited. She's like, why are you? Bo-? I danced into the theater. <laughs> she was literally, I mean, they did. They had music on, but she was bopping down the aisle. And she was, was like, like girl. Bop. I bopped my ass all the way to row C because I was so pressed to be in the front. <laughs> I found out there was like a row double A, so I thought I was going to be. And it bumped me back a couple. I said, now wait a minute. But that's neither here nor there. What what our first forever first lady said was, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting too, because before we went to the show, we were talking at a bar and Mm -hmm. Tanil was saying we went to happy hour up the street Mm -hmm. and Tanil was saying how much she loved their love, you know, Barack and Michelle. Mm -hmm. She's like, I just love their love. And the married person in me. I mean, that's the only person I am, was like, yeah, I, I, I love their love too, but I had to feel like a little cynical feeling about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just how you feel when you're like in something. Yeah, I mean, when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. And even when I said I love their love, I, it wasn't without, like, I thought they didn't have any, you know. No, it's, no yeah, of course, you know yeah. that they have issues, but it's that's right. the perception. I mean, people mm-hmm. say that about me and my husband, like, y'all are mm-hmm. love goals and all this stuff. And, you know, that's lovely. But- <laughs> I mean, there's that's it. lovely. This is the healing journey. Now you're taking one healing journey and you're putting two healing journeys together. Uh, compounded is compounded, okay? Mm-hmm. Because now I got to deal with your upbringing and I'm still mm-hmm. dealing with my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving forward, what mm-hmm. Michelle said and what I'm trying to bring back to what we're saying and what Tanil just said was, um, 
over the aggregate over the 30 years is where she can see. And this is also in the tradition of the church. My good, my good, if my good days outweigh my my bad bad days, I won't complain. but there was, she said it was about 10 years where she didn't even like her husband. Mm-hmm. So while we're just gushing over Barack and Michelle in the sand and their names and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's wonderful and it's lovely. And, the, and it's mm-hmm. true. All of those things mm-hmm. can be true at the same time. The healing process includes the ups it in, and it includes the downs. And I think this brings us back to your initial point about social media. We yeah. say it and we own it like, oh yeah, we know it's only highlight real and everybody says it. But then I think just the constant barrage of you know, of the imagery can impact us. So, um, same thing with our personal healing journey, just like Mm -hmm. a marriage journey, just like a parenting journey, there are ups and there are downs. And the goal is the net at the end, at the end, at the the end of the road. And, you know, we don't know when the end is, but as we're looking back Mm -hmm. that we have more better days than rough days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Next question. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles Mm -hmm. with healing? Yes, I do. Um, I have a couple pieces and they're, you know, all of these are kind of within the, the, the guideposts. Um, Offer grace is number 12. And I would say, Maybe it needs to be number two. Mm-hmm. Just start, mm-hmm. comma, and start with grace. Mm. We don't have to wait until mm. we've done the oopsie to offer ourselves the grace. That's it. We can position ourselves to be gracious and kind to ourselves from the beginning. This is another thing that Michelle says in the book. And I'm like, which book do I read first? Because I got the How We Heal, and then I got the Light We Carry, but How We Heal Shorter. So I said, I'll start there. But another thing that Michelle says is start kind. Start yeah. your start your day to yourself kind. Be kind mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror. And you've heard us say this before. Affirm yourself. So start your journey kind. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on how you stalled or regressed and being embarrassed or being hard on yourself, just be, be, yeah. be treat yourself with softness. This soft life is not just about the perception of a soft life, but right. it's being soft and kind to yourself. So I would say just start comma and start with grace. I think another big piece, and really this this all stems from this, is find your people along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea for healing through hospitality came to me from being an intense in an intense season of being supported and held up by a group of friends and how I found healing in my hospitality and wel- welcoming those people into my home and my table. Mm-hmm. W- what came out of that for me? And it's, that's another thing Flo to say, because you know we on the same wavelength. One of her chapters is called The Kitchen Table. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, you are just giving me all the confirmation. But she talks about the healing that happens at the table and how important yeah. friends are. So grace and friendship. And you, my love? And that's it. What um, you got? So... Uh... Hold on. I, I lost what I was about to say. One practical, no, advice or takeaway. No, I got oh, you. Okay, okay. Um, I just, yeah, lost it. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> advice or takeaway is related to making space. So, mm. um, you know, Michelle also mentioned this during um, her conversation is that, you know, before the pandemic, we would just add on things 
to our schedules to prevent ourselves from having to deal with, you know, some of the issues and challenges that we would have that we were having in our lives. We would just try to busy our way out of the healing and out of doing what needed to be done to like distractions distractions Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, And the pandemic forced a lot of people to not have those distractions because you, you know, nobody was doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's all about making the space and no, we don't have the pandemic anymore. Um, but I mean, we kind of do, but not really. I mean, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this world shut down, you don't have way. nowhere yeah. to go, you. you know, now we have a million opportunities to go to see Michelle at the Warner theater amongst, you know, how mm-hmm. many other people were there mm-hmm. or are taking trips. We're doing this. We can, our community service activities are back up and mm-hmm. popping. Like, mm-hmm. There is so many things that we can pile on to our lives in order to prevent ourselves from taking the steps to doing the work, the internal work that we need. So my thing is make the space. We talked about boundaries in episode two. Mm-hmm create the boundary to give yourself the appropriate environment and to set the stage for healing to occur. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. And if you, I mean, however you have to do that, whether that's sitting in your house for a weekend, if you have to take a vacation to do that, whatever it looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And that kind of ties into what we talk about in number three, which is getting grounded, Mm -hmm. being present, getting quiet, being intentional, being mindful. I think a lot of that is in that sort of grounding. Yep. Yeah. All right. And so our last um, question for this episode is, I mean, we are getting... Approaching the 50 minute mark. This is a good episode. It's a very good episode, even though we did spend 15 minutes talking about deodorant. Okay. So 45 of these minutes was good. I mean, no, the deodorant content was good too. But anyway, um, is there one practical way or step um, that you can take towards your own healing in the very near future? And if so, what is that? Mine is to continue to read the How We Heal book and to do the writing prompts. Alex talks a lot about healing through writing, which Mm. um, I talk about too and I do as well, but she gives Mm. some really practical, like some charts you can make, some lists you can make, um, and there's space. That's why I also have the physical book to do some of that. Um, And so I I have a notebook. I didn't have to buy one because one thing we got. Um, as to where I'm guiding myself through the exercises as well as listening to and reading the book. So that's my immediate action. Yeah, my immediate action is to do a little bit of self-reflection and writing down um, and documenting what my current fears are in this place and space that I am in my life. Um, Because like I said, when I was going through the list, when I felt myself tightening up, I was like, oh, there's something there that you Mm -hmm. need to um, identify, name, and then do whatever is necessary to begin to heal that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'll be doing. Naming my fears. Maybe I'll create, people don't do this on on Instagram anymore. Why don't they do it? Those little like fill in boxes that has just gone by the wayside with the creation of reels. Thanks to that (laughs) algorithm. We can't do how we was doing before. I'm going to make a reel that has my fears on it. Me pointing. I absolutely, if y'all are out there and you make these reels, I don't take it personal. You but hate those people dancing to that. be like pointing. <laughs> I be like, 
They'd be like, dun, 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 Spare me. <laughs> they're pointing to like, five ways to fix your credit. Yes. <laughs> Request the credit report. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we doing? It is yeah, so that's what I'll be doing in the very near future. Right, right, right. Okay. Anything cool. else before we wrap up and move into prayer? Because we all need that. Lord, yeah, there's a lot more else, but we're gonna hold it <laughs> for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was good. This was good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take it to the throne. We have a passage, we have a prayer, we have a practice. The passage of the week comes from Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6. It says, Behold, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of prosperity and security. That security hit for me. And that, mm. I ain't even going to go into this because we got to go. I was just like, that really, that spoke to me as well. It was like to re- I will heal them and reveal to, to them, them abundance yes. of prosperity and security. security. And one of the things that I think um, that I struggle with in some areas of my life is the whole scarcity mindset. mindset yeah. So that just, yeah. Mm. All right, keep going. Yeah, sometimes those verses will hit directly <laughs> in the center of your heart. It's like, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Prayer. God, thank you for the healing that we can find in you. Thank you also for the capacity to learn from our own lived experiences and to do better. Thank you for the opportunity to recover from the things that may have injured us in the past. Help me to commit or recommit my life to you. Direct me on my path and allow me to find and align with those who will support me along my journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And here's our practice. This week, I will take the first step, just the first step of the Healing Through Hospitality framework and just start. I will commit to my healing journey by moving through the 12 practices in the weeks ahead. And let us know. And that's our episode. Yeah, let us know. How you're moving through. We we really do love hearing from you all. So if you slide in our DMs or text us, I'm I'm starting to become one of those people that like somebody will text me and mm-hmm. then I'll wait. I don't do it on purpose, but like You'll I respond to too respond. late. I feel yeah. so bad. So if you've texted me and it's taken me like a week to respond, it's not text you. Me it's me. <laughs> me. <laughs> but yes, we want to hear from you. So text us, DM us, email us. You know how to get reach us. Yeah. And this is this is, and I will state it here, this is going to become a course. The 12 practices are going to become okay. a course. We are going to build a community around this. We're going to build yeah. connection around this. We're going to have some discussion. This is more than this podcast in a lot of ways, even though we try to make it engaging, is a one-way broadcast. It's us mm-hmm. talking and you listening. Um, but this is too good not to get deep with. So for well, all the we'll courses be there I'm the- taking, I'm a, I think it's time that I, it's high time that I teach one as well. So <laughs> facilitate I'll, one. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the... Uh, the background <laughs> no 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 I'll, I'll be there all right all right bye bye thanks for listening to the self-love podcast with Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels like what you've heard show us some love and follow or subscribe then leave a five-star rating and review 
For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.